0: fusionchurch.cc slash soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God.
1: We are in Matthew 1 short uh, section of verses today from 18 to 25 let me pray and then we'll jump in <laughs> All right, fine. we thank you for your word we thank you um It's for the rain outside that reminds us that you provide for us, Father, that you give us everything we need. And Father, as we um, look into your word today, we pray that you inspire us. We pray that you would give us uh, each one of us application that is relevant to us uh, in the place we are in the journey we are today. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Cole, would you mind reading for me? Uh, my voice is not so good today.
0: you <laughs> sure, my pleasure. Uh, okay, so we are in Matthew um, 1, um, starting in verse 18 today. Uh, this is how, oh, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Uh, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus.
1: All right. Thanks for call.
0: You're welcome.
1: So we have a very short I'm reading a lot of uh, interpretation here. Yeah. So let's jump in. So, so, a couple of things as we get into this. Um, think about for those of you that are married, those of you that have been through the process of engagement, planning a wedding, uh, you know, planning a family. For most people, it's a pretty big deal. You know, it's probably two of the biggest things that we think about, you know, our our spouse, you know, the fairy tale wedding, eventually starting a family. Well, all of that was not going as planned, you know, especially for Joseph, um, who's not really mentioned in Luke, but he's mentioned here in Matthew. So, let's take a look at this now. Uh, Matthew doesn't really tell us about the birth of Jesus. Um, Luke does that. But Matthew instead tells us where Jesus came from. And in this account, we have the story through the eyes of Joseph. So it says, after... Let me just scroll. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph talking about Jesus. Now, um, there were basically three steps to marriage in the Jewish time, in Jesus' time. Typically, it started with engagement. So this would happen when the bride and groom were quite young sometimes. Sometimes it was arranged by the parents. Engagement was step one, betrothal was the second step and this made the engagement official and binding and during the time of betrothal the couple were known as husband and wife and a betrothal could only be broken by divorce and betrothal it typically lasted a year and then the final step was marriage and this this took place after the year of betrothal so it's a little different back then so it goes on to say, so um, Mary and Joseph were in this betrothal process. Essentially they were married, but the wedding hadn't happened yet in this Jewish process. So it goes on to say she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. That's a different version. But it says she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. OK, so Matthew doesn't have the detail of Luke, which has a lot more about the conception and subsequent birth. Here we really focused on a lot of what Joseph and Mary are going through. So we should consider that this was really a big deal for a young godly woman like Mary, um, who is betrothed to Joseph. now. Her situation um, was very, very distressing. You can imagine, probably very humiliating, because think about what people are thinking. So, under the mosaic law, if somebody became pregnant out of, outside of marriage, it could have been from various things. Uh, if someone was raped, there was laws about that. Um, if someone was unfaithful, Joseph had a. He had things he could do um, based on the law, if that had happened. But clearly, that's not what happened, right? God had intervened through the Holy Spirit. And so Mary was in this place where her honor was at stake, a reputation, and her very life was at stake. Now, another thing to note here is, Um, there was no other way that Jesus could be born, right? Because Joseph was a sinful man. So Joseph could not be the father of Jesus because Jesus is sinless. Um, Now, if Joseph was a part of the process, Jesus would not have possessed a sinless nature. So that's very important to remember, that because of what God did through the Holy Spirit, We have Jesus, who is fully God, but also fully man, because of Mary's. Um, We call this the, there's a technical term for this, it's called the hypostatic union. And the hypostatic union is very central to our Christian beliefs about salvation. So our understanding is that through this union, Jesus is uniquely qualified to mediate between God and us. And Jesus can bridge the gap caused by sin because of the perfect union of the divine and human um, in Christ. This allows for redemption and reconciliation. So this is a big deal, right, what God is doing here. So fully, Jesus is fully God, but also fully man. And he's the only one. Can actually fill that gap that's needed because of sin. Okay. Um in verse 19, it goes on to say, because Joseph was faithful to the law, right? So he was thinking about what did I have to do? What do I have to do legally? But yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So they are betrothed, and Joseph wants to make a plant in that he doesn't want it to publicly publicly disgrace her. But he knows that, given what he currently knows, it would be impossible for him to go through the marriage. His nature is just a man, and but he didn't want to put any unnecessary um, hardship or stigma on Mary. So he makes this decision to quietly divorce her. It speaks a lot about who Joseph is, right? He's a young man. His dreams are falling to pieces, but yet he goes, I want to do something to help Mary, even though I don't understand what's going on. So remember in the Jewish culture at that time, but betrothal was binding and you needed a divorce to break that arrangement. So Joseph was trying to figure out how to do that. But God intervenes and goes, actually, this is all part of my plan. Right? How many, how many times in our lives have we made a plan and we were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, and God comes along and goes, Yeah, no, we're not going to do it that way. Um, We're going to do it a little different. And sometimes it seems overwhelming, but it takes a little time to really figure out what God is doing, right? So in verse 20 and 21, I just want to go to this translation. Um, But after he had considered this, uh, Joseph obviously spent some time thinking through this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So, I think to note now, this says an angel of the Lord. Um, Some commentaries are saying that, It could have been Gabriel, uh, but it's an angel sent by God. And the difference here is this happens in a dream where some of the other um, angelic visitations were actual physical visitations. This was presented to Joseph in a dream. So, okay. Okay. Okay, now another thing to notice here, the angel says, uh, Joseph, son of David. Now, the angel's addressing Joseph with a title. So, what the angel's doing is, he's confirming that this child, right, would actually be, um, I'm going to just give it to you, so... Yeah, so it fulfills a prophecy that the Messiah would descend from the house and lineage of King David, which is true. And Jesus' legal title to the throne of David was through Joseph, but his blood title was through Mary and the Holy Spirit. So the angel's making a huge statement here that Joseph has a part to play in this because Joseph is a descendant um, of David. So if you look at the... um, the lineages that are presented in both in both accounts, um, he talks about. They both talk about um, Joseph being a descendant of the line of David, uh, pretty significant um, as it was prophesied. Then he goes on to say, "Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." Now, I don't know. What Joseph's understanding of the Holy Spirit could have been at this point. Because we don't, we know that God, um, the Holy Spirit was there throughout history, throughout time, but that manifest presence of the Holy Spirit only really becomes apparent later on, right? As we look in at Jesus' life, as we look at post-Jesus. And so I would want to believe for Joseph that this would be somewhat of a difficult concept to understand, but yet knowing that it was God, I think is what Joseph really understood that God was really working in the situation. Now, um, we know that the angel's words were persuasive to Joseph because he listens, right? And he responds. And in all things, when God talks to us, you know, we we have to make a decision. Are we going to respond to what God is telling us through his word, um, through the Holy Spirit? And like Joseph, we have to make a decision. Is it going to be hard for us, but beneficial in the long run? You know, there's times where the decision we make right now might be difficult, but we don't see down the road to see what God is doing. So sometimes we have to act in faith. Sometimes we have to be like Joseph and go, all right, I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. All right, then it says, "Um, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And so, Joseph is actually called to do something. Yeah, Joseph is the one who's going to name him and the name Jesus. And we'll look a little bit more at the name in a a moment or two. But um, the name which the angel commanded Joseph to give Mary's child as full significance was the salvation of Jehovah, right? So that name means that he saves for and goes on to say because he will save his people from their sins now joseph is brought into this amazing plan that god has for us right and he's saying you are going to be the one who names jesus because he is the one who will save his people from his sins now notice it doesn't say god's people it says jesus's people by his people, and that's kind of significant because if he, if he had said God's people, you know, that kind of refers back to the Jewish people, how they were named before, right? Remember, God's people was the Jewish nation, but he's saying um, it'll be his people, meaning all people, right? Right. Um, Jesus is bringing salvation to everyone, not just the Jewish nation. Okay, so there's a couple of verbs If we're going to get. Look at a little grammar here. found in verse 21, right? So Mary is going to bear a son. So she's going to have the son. Joseph is going to name him, and Jesus is going to save his people. So Mary's role is fairly straightforward even though having a baby is not as straightforward but she's the one that's going to have the baby joseph's role is um pretty significant too because in naming the child he claims it as his own so mary's having a baby but by him naming him he's saying this child is my child and so joseph illegally pronounces jesus as a son of David and heir to the throne. You see how this all works together. Okay, verse 22 and 23 goes on to say, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Um, The virgin will conceive and give birth to the son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, it says to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. So we know that there were many prophecies leading up to this uh, moment. And a lot of this is referring to Isaiah seven fourteen, which where it says the virgin will, cons- will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. All right, so let's look a little more at... The name of Jesus. So the name Jesus um, has more significance in Hebrew than in Greek. Um, Jesus is an Aramaic version of the Hebrew, um, probably mispronouncing this Joshua, uh, both which are built on the verb to save or deliver. So the full meaning of the name Joshua Jesus highlights Yahweh as the Savior he will save. So that Jesus um, is not born of human seed, but yet is the seed of a woman. And this child is to be the line of David. And this child is to be called um, Yahweh, he will save, because it is Jesus, right? This child who will save us, these people, from their sins. So pretty significant. Is His name literally means to save. Okay, um, so uh, let me just back up a little. Okay, so Emmanuel uh, means God with us, right? So Jesus who is with us, who saves us. So how is God with us? So if we think back to um, different religions, different cultures, You know, the presence of God's before was, you know, for pagan, in pagan beliefs, it was idols, statues, whatever. Um, In Judaism, you know, God had been present through the Ark of the Covenant before. Um, God was present in the Holy of Holies. You know, there were priests that went to God on behalf of the people, but now, through jesus birth and we have to continue in his life and his death god is with us and dwell in us through the holy spirit so for the first time we can truly say god is with us because of the baby right because of jesus who is born um fully god fully man how are we doing so far everyone good Okay, so now um, let's take a look at um, that word, Emmanuel, again, just in a different way. So it shows that God came down to save us, right? So God becomes man and takes on the nature of a human, right, Um, accepting the Weaknesses, frailties, and dependencies that humans have, but yet puts his divine nature into Jesus, right? Who is fully God, fully man. And this shows what an insane miracle this is, right? That God could add to human nature and still remain God. Um, It shows the compatibility between the human nature and the divine. If the two can be joined, then that really shows that we are truly made in the image of God, right? And um, I want to read this to you. This is from Spurgeon. Um, Spurgeon who was one of the older commentators wrote this. He said, Then if Jesus Christ be God with us, let us come to God without any question or hesitancy, whoever um, you may be, You need no priest or intercessor to introduce you to God, for God has introduced himself to you. Isn't that incredible? He's saying, God has come to us, so let's not mess around. Let's come to God, because if he's come to us, we don't need to do anything else. We just simply need to come to him. So that's a pretty cool invitation um, from God himself. Uh, we got a couple of verses left here. Uh, verse 24 and 25. And Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home his, as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. So you can, Joseph is obedient, right? He doesn't doubt. He doesn't waver, right? He understands the truth that's been given to him. All right, he he names him, you know, when, uh, after he's born. That's when it scroll down a little bit here. Okay, so a couple of questions here um towards the end so how do we overcome adversity like joseph right when when life doesn't happen the way we expect how do we how do we navigate through that um if you listen to the sermon yesterday right pastor brad was talking about how do we have joy in times of grief and so for joseph his grief was i'm engaged to this girl She's going to have a baby. It's not my child. Um, nothing's going to plan. But yet, God intervenes in the situation and gives him instruction. So, how do we overcome adversity um, like Joseph? So, a couple of things, a couple of notes. So, first one is um, maintain righteousness and integrity, right? So, Joseph initial reaction was grounded in wanting to do the right thing i didn't want to expose mary to public shame um he had moral and ethical values in the face of adversity and that led to him making wise and just decisions right so maintaining righteousness and integrity two is um seek guidance and listen to god now you know, I'm sure Joseph went to God in prayer, but God answered his, his request in a dream, right? Now, that's not going to happen for most of us, but um, God's word and God's people, um, we need to seek guidance and listen to God because God speaks to us in many ways, right? In community, through his word, through prayer. So seek guidance and listen to God. Number three is be open to unexpected solutions. Now, Joseph's willingness to consider an alternative course of action, right, following that, because of what the angel told him, showed his openness to unexpected solutions. When facing adversity, it's important to be flexible and open-minded, considering options that may not initially seem apparent, Because we can't always see the end, right? Sometimes we can only see what's right in front of us. And God might be saying, hey, be open to some unexpected solutions because I'm doing something that's bigger or greater than what you can see right now. Again, number four is exercise compassion and empathy. So in our challenges, um, when we don't understand things, sometimes we have to exercise that compassion and empathy, which will contribute to a more positive outcome, right? Sometimes it just takes us to go. I don't understand what's going on yet. Maybe I need to give more grace in the situation, maybe I need to have more empathy, maybe I need to have more compassion. But I think any time we take on those um, characteristics, which are Christ-like, the Holy Spirit can work in us in a a more powerful way. When we go, hey, I want to be like Jesus, I want to act in a way that God would want me to. Um, Number five is trust in divine timing and purpose. And this is a big one for us, right? Joseph's trust in the divine plan allowed him to accept the situation and fulfill his role in God's purpose because he had a role in it. Um, How many times does God ask us to trust him because he's doing something in the journey? He wants to do something in us and through us as we journey with him. Um, If I look back at my own journey of moving from the corporate sector to where i am now um i think i had issues in the beginning of trusting in god's timing and purpose it took me 13 years to respond to god's call don't be like me okay (laughs) you know it's hard to trust in god's divine purpose and timing but god does provide in those times um number six i'll try to wrap this up fairly quick um, act with courage and obedience, right? Sometimes it's hard to obey what God is asking us, or in Joseph's case, what the angel was telling him. Sometimes it takes courage, right? And sometimes it takes more courage when we make the the right choice that aligns with God's ways and God's value system, right? So sometimes it's going to have courage and obedience. Number seven, Um, This links to number five, uh, focus on the bigger picture. All right, so Joseph's acceptance of Mary's um, situation and plan, focus on the bigger picture of God's purpose, which was to save his people through Jesus. So focus on the bigger picture. Um, Sometimes we can't see where God is taking us. Um, Number eight, and this is the last one, surround yourself with support. Uh, Mary and Joseph, they supported each other through this time and sometimes we just need to be in a group, right? Sometimes we need some people that have been through the same things we've been through. That's why our story is so powerful, right? Because your story might be somebody else's story and we all need each other, um, especially during the tough times, to provide strength and encouragement to each other. So I'm going to stop there just a reminder that you know, we spoke about a lot of things here but ultimately God sends his son why because he loves us right because he wants to he wants to save us and every generation has been and that's coming and so as we celebrate um, Jesus' birth in about eight days or so Let's not forget that God sends Jesus to save us. His name means to save. And so if you've never made that decision to accept Jesus, maybe that today's the day. Uh, find someone to talk to. And if you are someone who is saved um, and the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you and working in you, maybe there's someone else that God wants to use you to, use you to. Um, to introduce Jesus to in this season. So let's be thinking about what God has done for us, how he has saved us, and who are those people that God wants you to share the story with, the true meaning of the story with. So, hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, I don't have much of a voice today, but I'm going to try and uh, pray one more time. But uh, thanks for getting on. And let's pray. Father, we thank you that. Um, you loved us so much that you made a plan that even when you were fully God, decided to um, send Jesus and become fully man, and you experience everything um, that we experience through the person of Jesus. And Jesus, thank you that you gave everything for us, that you came to save us, and not just us, but those who come after us, those who. Um, do not yet know you so father i pray that in the season we would remember the incredible gift that you you have given us that it's not just for us it's for everyone so father we pray that you would challenge us um that you would help us introduce the person of jesus to those who need to be saved to those who need to um to experience eternity one day so father we thank you Um, what you've taught us today. We thank you that you are calling us um, into a journey with you, into a um, relationship with you. Father, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. And we pray that in this season, Father, we would make this incredible gift known to others. And I pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.